There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Welcome into NFL Friday. I am Danny Scott, joined with Matt Benson and Andrew Galata. Conference championship weekend ended, and I am heartbroken um, because my 49ers kind of it, just, it it was just a bad bad situation if you're if you're a Niners fan but congrats to Benson for uh getting to the Super Bowl but before we start to get into these games how you guys doing you could start Matt. i mean you you can go in all your glory about how your team's going to the Super Bowl <laughs> yeah i'm kind of living the dream right now first with the phillies making the world series and then now with the eagles in the super bowl i've been kind of riding high for the past 4 months or so and hopefully that continues in about a week and a half when Hopefully the Eagles beat the, the the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm doing good watching football these last few weeks. I've realized how far my team is from from these <laughs> spots. I mean, you, you talk about the golden ticket, so so to say, with a guy like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and then the team without the best QB or a great QB, be it the the 49ers, and they're a team that's just stacked everywhere else, but they're down to their fourth quarterback, and even Josh Johnson gets hurt. Yeah. So it's just a tough situation. Yeah, I we can jump right into that game since uh, at least for me and me and Matt this is by far the biggest one, but I don't know what you expect from the 49ers when you're already on your third string quarterback who who winds up being pretty good and then he gets hurt, tears his UCL, has to get Tommy John now. Then Josh Johnson comes in who's been in the league for 27 years. <laughs> yeah. Um You see his LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah. It it's terrible. And he gets a concussion, and we're still, like, kind of in the game up to that point. I think we were down by 10 points or something like that. Um, and then he fumbles. Next drive, gets a concussion. And then we have to go back to Purdy, who can't throw the ball. That was, that was very obvious after his one pass attempt. Um, I think we threw the ball twice in the second half, and one of them was by Christian McCaffrey. Um, so it was just a really bad situation for the, for the Niners, and, you know, Matt, congrats to you guys, the Eagles. A very good team, very good year, obviously. But as a 49ers fan, I'm not even, like, mad about losing. It's just such a disappointment that that's the way that you go out. Yeah, I think it's tough. I think even for me as an Eagles fan, I would have felt a lot better about the win if we just beat Brock Purdy straight up instead of having to face Brock Purdy, then injured John Johnson, and then basically just play against the San Francisco running backs at that point in the yeah. second half. It's it obviously I'm happy that we won the game. Obviously I'm happy we we're going to the Super Bowl, but I w- I would have felt like it would have been much more rewarding if we ended up beating a a healthy Niners team. 
not that the Eagles got a free pass or anything. Look, you're going to the Super Bowl, but to face the Giants, which I, I think for all intents and purposes kind of snuck through the Vikings, who I think we all probably thought were pretenders. You beat them pretty easily. I think a lot of people saw that coming unless you're a Giants fan and think Daniel Jones is the next Eli Manning. <laughs> and then you play a San Fran team, which to all rights, that was going to be a great game coming into the week. And then obviously Purdy goes down and Josh Johnson, at least he's like a quarterback. But once he goes down, you bring a guy with can't throw the ball. It was just kind of an easy second half. You knew the the Niners weren't coming back because all you could do is run the ball. And when you do that, there's just no, there's no shot. And now you face a team and – I don't even know if we'll talk about it this episode, but in Patrick Mahomes, that's just a, a completely different animal. Even if his ankle's not 100%, Patrick Mahomes is far and away the best quarterback, the best offense that this Eagles team will face. So I'm interested to see that Super Bowl matchup. But yeah, this this game was dominated by the Eagles. They dominated the Giants. I, I think their average um, margin of win in these two games was like 28. So kudos to them. They'll, you know, easily the best team in the, in the NFC right now, but Definitely, it was a, a low year for the NFC and the Eagles. They took advantage. Kudos to them. Yeah, I, I'm happy for for you, Matt. The rest of Philly fans, they they really got under my skin. I don't know if week. you could be happy about this back to back years in the NFC championship. I can, I can be happy for Matt. Uh, the thing with the Niners this year was uh, this this one hurts even deeper than our, yours and mine freshman year, Andrew, when they made made it to the Super Bowl because this team really felt like. Okay, this is the best shot we got. We have the best players. There, you can go up and down the roster, and there's an argument that besides that guy, <laughs> besides quarterback, that that guy is the best at his position in all of football. Tight end, yeah, Kelsey, but what Kittle does is unmatched on a football field. Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in football. Go down the defense. Bosa was the best defensive player in the entire NFL. Uh, Fred Warner, probably the best linebacker in the NFL. Talanoa Hufunga just stormed onto the scene this year. First team all pro. But when you don't have a guy that can get the ball to those weapons, especially in the NFC Championship game, there's just nothing you can do about it. I thought the Niners played well, in all honesty, for the, the cards that they were dealt they held the Eagles to under 300 yards of total offense, the supposedly best offense in the entire NFL this year, um, outside of the Chiefs, obviously, who are just a different beast. <laughs> but I think this team is still in a good position going into next year. You're going to have to make that decision between Brock Purdy and between Trey Lance, and that's a conversation for down the road. Um, but it was a great season for both teams. Really disappointed with how it ended, but... It was a very, very fun ride. Those 12 straight wins, um, ending the year 15-5. and five. It, it was a good season. Uh, but we'll switch it over to the AFC. And honestly, the, this game was great. I watched the entire thing. Could I tell you much of what happened because of how upset I was? No. <laughs> um, so I'll toss this over to you guys. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is just unreal. Another 300-yard game, two touchdowns. And that's all with a hurt ankle. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I mean, what more can you ask for in an or an AFC Championship game? I mean, I thought the defense for both sides really held up nicely. I think everyone's talking about how the referees fared down the stretch in that game, seeing how a lot of calls were were, were going towards the Chiefs. But I think overall in this game, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is just inevitable. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to give the ball to Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game, you're probably going to lose. And that's just the fact of the matter is I think a lot of people talk about the, the late hit out of balance by Osai, but like, A, punting it back and a very bad punt at that to um, 
Pacheco. To, yeah, and you, you just know that once they once they punt that out, I was like, this game's over. I mean, just because like Burrow, they can. I think they converted one third and like fifteen, and then once they couldn't kind of move that drive any further, to me that was a wrap on the game. I mean, good for though the Bengals. They came back in that game. Joe Burrow looked like they were going to win the game. I think they scored like thirteen unanswered, and they were tied at one point, obviously, and. It felt like, wow, the Bengals going to do this again. But Patrick Mahomes shows that even with a high ankle sprain, he's still the best quarterback in the league, and he gets it done. The Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just dominance. I think it's five straight years that they've been in an AFC championship game, a home AFC championship game. They go to the Super Bowl, I think, three times. Yeah, three out of those five years. So, I mean, kudos to them. It's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. I know, Matt, you'll obviously be very invested in it, but it's definitely going to be a great game. And look for Patrick Mahomes. I know that we're still way far talking about Brady and his legacy, but to now be his third Super Bowl in five years, definitely it's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, the the legacy that Patrick Mahomes is making right now in his career, it's only been five seasons of playing, it's just incredible, making five straight AFC Championship games, and now it's his third Super Bowl he's going to be playing in. I Going into the game, I was still a little bit worried about his ankle injury, even though the team was saying that he was healthy. I thought the Bengals were going to win the game coming in. I I, me say. too. I really thought so. I but think mo- most of America did. Yeah. I, yeah. Whether that was warranted or not, because you are still playing against Patrick Mahomes, I, I think that was like a fairly consensus pick that the Bengals were going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that Cincinnati really struggled with is they just keep shooting themselves in the foot with the sacks that they allow on Joe Burrow. It seemed like during the regular season that they addressed the problem, but then once the postseason hit, Some they played against the Ravens, they played against the Bills, then he just keeps getting sacked five, seven times a game, and that just can't happen if you want to make the Super Bowl. And I th- feel like that's the biggest reason of why they lost that game. Yeah, that, and uh, they definitely just keep shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, Burrow had two interceptions. That's not ideal. That's not winning football. And, and it was the same thing in the Niners-Eagles game. The team that turned the ball over the most is a team that lost. And once you start to get in deep into these playoffs runs, it is all about ball control. Oh, yeah. Can you control the ball, and can you win the turnover battle? And the Chiefs are very good at that. Even though they only had 42 rushing yards, they don't like need to run the ball when you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because Kelsey's the ultimate check-down guy. Yeah. Um, he, he just is he's he's always such open. a yeah. <laughs> He's such a large dude and just manages to get open. And... What Mahomes is able to do without a Tyreek Hill this year, transitioning to MVS, uh, bringing in Kadarius Toney, Juju Smith-Schuster, like, they're obviously they're NFL receivers, but they're not the marquee NFL receivers that you would expect uh, a yeah. fantastic quarterback to be throwing to. When you, when you look up and down the NFL, a lot of times the best quarterback has really good receivers that also help him. Mahomes is throwing to a, a bunch of wide receiver twos and is making it look easy. If that wide receiver twos. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think a- MVS was a wide receiver two with, with the Packers, but like I know they were they wanted to replace him to be to, and, and get another wide receiver two there. I mean, it's crazy what Mahomes is able to do. I think this, to me, cements that he's the best quarterback in the league because you go back to the Brady years when he was throwing to basically Julian Edelman and just scrubs, when Breeze was doing it to Colston and a bunch of no-namers, Willie Sneed-type guys. You go back to like that era, Peyton Manning, same type of thing, Reggie Wayne, and not a lot else. But you, you see what Mahomes, you add him now into that category. You can't say that about a Josh Allen who's throwing to Stephon Diggs. can't say that about a Jalen Hurts who's throwing to two amazing receivers. Kind of go down the list. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow with, with, three, yeah, he's Jamar got Jay. three wide receiver ones. <laughs> so, like, 
it just shows that Mahomes has taken that next step, and he's going to need to because when he gets paid $50 million, you don't have the cap to yeah. to pay a big receiver. So he's going to need to do that year in and year out, and he's showing he's able to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said earlier, like MVS was the wide receiver three for the yeah. Packers, borderline two. And then looking down at the rest of the line, Mahomes threw to 10 different receivers on Sunday, which is pretty incredible. It just it just shows how good he is at diversifying the field. You think, okay, Travis Kelsey's going to get the most receptions and the most yards. He did have the most receptions by just one for the Chiefs, but he didn't have the most yards. MVS had 116 receiving yards. And if you can just diversify the field, throw out a bunch of different receivers, it's just going to keep the defense on edge, and that's going to be the big thing for the Chiefs heading into the Super Bowl. 100%. And it, the most crazy thing to me, I, I've already kind of alluded to it, but doing this without a run game. Isaiah Pacheco's he's a fine he's a fine running back, but he's not a Joe Mixon. No, he's no, no. he's not a Miles Sanders. He's not a Christian. But McCaffrey. when has Mahomes ever had a running game? Exactly. It's just like, that's not what, the way they play. What is, what he is able to do through the air is no one in the NFL has ever seen it. He's the most talented quarterback to ever play the game of football. I wouldn't say he's the best yet. No. Brady's obviously there, and we'll talk about Tom Brady in a second. But the most talent that maybe any NFL player in general. I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers. Basically, Aaron Rodgers had that title before yes. Mahomes, and he had the one Super Bowl he got and never got back. I mean, Mahomes has gotten back out twice since his yeah. first Super Bowl. And he's he's been in the year for for or been in the league for six years and only played in five. Oh, Probably going to win a second MVP already this year. Going to his third Super Bowl. It, it's just what he is able to do on a football field is unmatched. Um, and we'll preview the game right at the very end but uh today as of wednesday february 1st tom brady um announced his retirement and there there's a doozy of accolades Uh, i won't name all of them but seven time super bowl champion five time super bowl mvp three time nfl mvp 15 pro bowler Three-time first-team All-Pro. The list goes on and on. He holds just about every statistical record from a quarterback. What this guy was able to do on a football field, the accolades may never be matched again. Uh, to me, I'm I'm just happy Brady's out of the NFC South. <laughs> I don't have to deal with him anymore. I don't have to hear the, the Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith saying how he's going to run the table and like watching them very closely this year. I just I don't get the Brady hype at the end of his career, but... Obviously an amazing career. I mean, you can't say it any other way. He's Tom Brady. I mean, the reason that he gets all that hype, even in his old age where this year he wasn't his best, is because the seven Super Bowls, the amazing statistics year in and year out, what he did in New England, then goes to Tampa Bay, wins a Super Bowl. I mean, what more can you say, you know, about a guy? I, I don't know if he retires for good, to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised in June. I, I don't think it's going to be in March like it was last year, but uh, maybe in June he gets the bug again and, Maybe goes to like Las Vegas or something if they still don't have a quarterback. But again, I, I it's interesting because no one's really like celebrating Tom Brady like last year or another year because they kind of think he's going to come back or maybe he comes back. I mean, we'll see if this is a Brett Favre type situation who did it a few times. But yeah, obviously, you you go on his NFL like pro reference page and it's just MVP, MVP, you know, Pro Bowl, whatever, Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. He was just. He was the quarterback of our childhood, pretty much. Is the best thing I could say. He's had not mine. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. You, you had Drew Brees. I had. I didn't have much. Donovan else. McNabb. Uh, Donovan Alex McNabb Smith. and Nick Foles. So, yeah. but 
Brady's essentially had three stages to his career that are all just incredible. You had the 2010s, you had the 2000s, and you had the 2020s, which if all three eras of Brady's career have just been... They're all pro, or they're all Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And I think even as he got, he just seemed to get better with age. It's the biggest thing for him. It felt like, it felt like once he won the Seahawks Super Bowl, I honestly thought he was going to retire after that. And then he goes on to play almost another 10 seasons His after best that. years, I think, was like right around the Falcons, when they beat the Falcons. Yeah, yeah 2015, that, those are around his there. Best years, yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, it was really crazy to watch. And then even last year... When he, I believe, finished what second in MVP voting at the age of 44. Yeah. Obviously, this year was a little bit of a decline, but for a 45 year old quarterback to be playing at the level that he played, for the longevity that he played, and just the winning mentality that he had throughout his career was just something I don't know if the NFL will ever see again. Definitely, definitely. And I, you know, what's funny is everyone goes he had a down year. Remember, Bruce Arians was his. Coach last year, offensive-minded guy. Then they go to uh, Bowles, who's a defensive-minded guy. So, obviously, I think there's some correlation there between having a down year and switching. Yeah. A lot of injuries to to the Bucs. But one thing that I was talking about with my roommates earlier is there's, like, one, arguably two guys from our childhood that are still playing, and and this was one of the big ones, obviously, probably the biggest one to retire. I mean – Drew Brees retires, Peyton Manning retires, Eli Manning retires, Phillip Rivers leaves, now Brady, now we're kind of, you could make an argument, and Roethlisberger, obviously. Matt Ryan's, like, yeah, kind Matt of in Stafford, that. Stafford, kind of. I So we were saying there, there's kind of a bridge. And, and I remember Stafford, Stafford getting drafted. Yeah, me too. I don't remember any of these guys getting drafted. And, and I remember Matt Ryan. And Aaron Rodgers is also in that that older. And then there's kind of... A couple of bridge guys, you got Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, and you can make an argument for Kirk Cousins being in that before you start to get into this new generation of quarterbacks that is really starting to take the league by storm. But so this one, this one is a big one. And Tom Brady did so much for the game of football. His mentality, it it will never be matched um, on a football field again. Oh, yeah. I mean, hands down. I mean, right now he's the GOAT. I mean, as much as like these last three years have kind of soured my opinion on Brady and being in Tampa Bay. I mean, he's Tom Brady. There's nothing else, you know, you can say. I mean, he goes – Tampa Bay is basically, you know, a dumpster fire before Tom Brady. They're perennial losers. He comes there in one year they win the Super Bowl. And, you know, he's – I have to root against him and all, all that stuff and get get angry about Tom Brady. Like, before that, you didn't, there was nobody in the NFC South. It was the Saints division. He comes in and kind of takes that over. And that's at age, like, 43. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you just, you know, you, you have to just put your hands up. I mean, we were talking about the uh, the kind of his apex of being that Falcon Super Bowl and kind of right around there. He's 39. I mean, 39 and you're putting up your best seasons when, you know, you start all the way back when you're 22, 23. I mean, give the guy a ton of credit and we'll see how long he lasts in retirement. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see him on Fox. I will say, I wonder if he's going to have like a Tony Romo type charisma or is he's going to be very different. I think that may be very interesting to see if it gets to that point. Yeah, I mean, if you go back all the way to 2001 when he first started his time as a starter for the Patriots, the Patriots were a terrible organization at the time. They were one of the dumpster fires of the league. Drew Bledsoe was their quarterback. They had zero Super Bowls to their name. And to look at what the Patriots are thought of as today as just a perennial dynasty throughout the entire 21st century, Brady was at the helm of that along with Bill Belichick. And it just shows... 
how dominant of a quarterback he was for such a long time is that he essentially made a team an organization and he made them a dynasty and it's it's really shows how strong he is as a quarterback and then going on to his success with Tampa Bay having a Super Bowl in his first season there was just crazy because shows that he could win by himself without Belichick at the same time just he's the goat that's all I got to say yeah I mean most wins of all time, most playoff wins of all time, most passing touchdowns of all time, most playoff passing touchdowns of all time. I think this was most regular first, season passing yards. Worst, first non under five hundred season, I think, was this year. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> now not saying he didn't have great teams in New England. And yeah, that's kind of a discussion for another day, but but uh, despite him going under five hundred, he still made the playoffs, yeah. which is absolutely absurd. And um, still had forty six hundred yards and twenty five yeah. touchdowns. It, it, what what he what he did. Um, it was just crazy. But transitioning over to a couple of uh, coaching hires before we talk about uh, the Super Bowl, both Andrew and I are a little sad. Um, Sean Payton um, just got hired by the Buccaneers, and D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator for the Niners, uh, the Broncos, excuse yeah. me, um, and D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator of the Niners, yeah. goes to the Texans. Um, so... The Niners have lost three coordinators in three years, and that's really hard I know, <laughs> to do if you if Kyle you Kyle Shanahan keep is yeah, like he's I a mean, wizard. In, in Kyle Shanahan, I think Niners trust at this point. I mean, like if I'm the Saints, like and, I, and Dennis, Dennis Allen's a completely different story, but I would just take the offensive coordinator for for the Niners to get to get that Kyle Shanahan offense or defensive coordinator because they've been just amazing even before Shanahan. That defense yep. was always humming past you go all the way back like as far as i remember when you go to like patrick willis and, and those guys yeah the niners always have a good yeah defense. and now since they've started with with shanahan they, their offense is just revolutionary their their playbook they have the best offensive coach and you know to see them i mean i wouldn't be worried at all if i was a no, Niners fan. no 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 i, th- I think sure. they're in good hands for the saints i'm happy with that they got picks you got a first round pick that's huge sean payton was never coaching the saints again now i will say it's tough to now see him in you know the Broncos orange and he whatever he does with them it doesn't really matter to me it's the best case scenario for the Saints he's not with the Panthers you don't have to play him twice a year he's not in the NFC he's in the AFC West basically as far as you can get <laughs> if if you're a Saints fan so I'm happy about that happy to have a pick I don't think though they're gonna make a big run with Sean Payton no I don't think he changes Russell Wilson a ton maybe they make the playoffs at like nine and eight but I don't think they win a Super Bowl that's kind of my my hot take I will say or not even get close to Super Bowl yeah I'm along the same lines I think I don't think the Peyton move for the Broncos side is going to be that big it seemed like Russell Wilson was just done this season I'm sure I'm sure he can improve his play I don't know if he will I think from the Saints side it's not you don't really lose anything because he's he wasn't going to be the coach exactly (laughs) so for you to get for you guys to get a first round pick for him for nothing in my mind it's It's like like, it's a free pick so why not and then on the broncos side who knows what will happen i'm a little bit worried about the 49ers defense i think they're going to regress a little bit next year because i think though the argument that i'll have is everyone uh thought the same thing when solo left and yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but D'Amico Ryans is a, He's a phenomenal defensive mastermind. That's the yes. big thing. And it felt like like last season when Salah was still on the on the on the coaching staff for them, it felt like D'Amico Ryan's name was tossed around a lot. It seemed like you would hear about him yeah, on the true. broadcast. It seemed like he was always a good number two for Salah. But now that the one and two are gone for San Francisco, 
who's going to be the number three. I'm not really sure, and we'll see if they're able to step up to the to the level that D'Amico Ryan's had for the defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very happy for D'Amico. Go go and do that. Get your bag. It's his um, personnel. Like, it's yeah. per- I'm assuming no one's like. I think they have everyone for the most part under contract now. Yeah, I think the only one that is Bosa. Um, oh. <laughs> which that's the big one. He's, yeah. yeah, he will be coming back. Oh, and, and Jimmy Ward too. But he's okay, he's, he's not, ah, big, no. But he was there. He was there before Shanahan. He's he's yeah, a 49er lifer, um, and he wants to get uh, the the Niners have this cool. If you're there for ten or more years, you get a plaque in in the locker room, and uh, there's not many guys that have that plaque. And he's on year nine, so he wants to come back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy for D'Amico. Um, Great coach. I have an issue with defensive head coaches. Oh, I hate him. Um, they, I hate him. They don't. <laughs> they don't work out. So, um, if in a couple of years the Texans are still bad, D'Amico, you're always welcome back in San Francisco. Um, but we got the big one now. Uh, the Super Bowl is in two weeks. Andrew and I will not be at the game, but we'll be in Arizona um, covering that for FUV. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, this game feels really really close to me uh and, and it's shown that the spread is only one and a half um this feels like the maybe the most tightly contested super bowl in the last 10 years and in, in my eyes i think I, the first thing i think like you kind of say that every year yeah i don't know i mean what was it, it was rams and uh chiefs last no rams and Bengals. sorry yeah I, I had the, my bad uh i mean that was a good super bowl but like i i, I think this one with mahomes and and uh, Jalen Hurst and the Eagles. I think the Eagles, outside of quarterback, I think the Eagles are the better team. But Patrick Holmes is the great equalizer. And it's so tough to bet against him. I won't. I'll never get a bet against Patrick Holmes. No. And usually you're right more times than you're wrong. Also, his dad played for the Mets. So shout out Pat Mahomes <laughs> Sr. So uh, I'll go with the Chiefs in, the, in this in this game. You guys know I have to go with the yeah. Eagles yeah. just because. <laughs> but I'm, I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes. When he played against the Eagles last season – I believe he went twenty four for thirty with three hundred passing yards. So <laughs> he's, he's and last week he threw for three hundred twenty six yards. So he's on a hurt ankle. On a hurt ankle. So give him two more weeks to recover and maybe he'll throw for four hundred. So but the thing I think the Eagles need to do is just dominate the defensive line because yeah. that's what they've been able to do all season. Hassan Reddick has been incredible at defensive end. And if and the he's Eagles, great at hurting quarterbacks as well. Yeah. He is. Twi- yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> and if if the Eagles have a chance to win this game, the biggest thing they need to do is sack Patrick Mahomes, get him on the ground a little bit, just stop their stop their offense, push him back yards, and then I know the Eagles' offensive line will take care of their work. The Eagles' offense will probably be as advertised. I'm just worried about how the defensive secondary especially will handle Patrick Mahomes and the receivers. For sure. I think – the the biggest thing in my mind is how much better can Mahomes' ankle get? Yeah. If he's at ninety percent going into the Super Bowl, I find it really, really, really hard to bet against him. Um, even without a Tyreek Hill to kind of take the top off the defense, what he is able to do, and I remember the Buck Super Bowl. That's the, what I'm worried about. The though. throws that he was making, just getting out of the pocket because he, he was running was for his changed. life. He was running for his <laughs> life but was still so good, and the Chiefs really sold that game. It wasn't like, I remember, I f- forget who it was, but a ball literally bounced off his face mask, yeah, like in yeah, the end as zone. Mahomes was running to yes. his left, yeah. throw across his body. Yes, and, yeah. threw a strike, hits him square in the face, and he can't catch it. Um, so if 
even if Mahomes is out running for his life, I still like their odds because of what his arm control and yeah. what he's able to do throwing on the run. It's <laughs> I I find it hard to to bet against the Chiefs, so I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna go with the Chiefs as well. The one thing I will say is that if the Eagles do win, I could say that the Saints beat the Super Bowl champions, and uh, I could have that. I, I know it's with Gardner Minshew, but <laughs> still, they did beat the Eagles in Philadelphia in, in December. But uh, it's, it's like that's the only thing. If if they can get pressure on Mahomes consistently, they I think they stand a good shot because that's exactly what the what the Bucks did, and you know. It, it, that was going into the game. I was like, Chiefs are going to win this, no, no problem. Bucks really like a six seed. Besides Brady, like they're not that good. And then it just all came down, and it was just a mess for for the Chiefs, just because offensive line was banged up. Mahomes was, you know, just going all over the place trying to make plays, but to no avail. If that happens again, I don't think Mahomes could pull it out. But if he's back there, has time to throw, I think you know you can't bet against him. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing, and I think. I don't know. I for me, I don't know if it's my Eagles fan bias that's making me feel like the team's going to win this game. But I feel like I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to have a big game for the Eagles. I don't. I'm not that scared of the Chiefs' defense. I know they sacked Burrow five times, but the Cincinnati offensive line is There's not nothing. what the Eagles. <laughs> they're not the Eagles' offensive line. That's the big thing. And if we're able to keep Lane Johnson, who has been healthy, if we're able to keep him on his feet, if we're able to keep Jason Kelsey still doing what he's doing, I think. Jalen Hurts could be well protected. Hopefully, get his receivers like AJ Brown going because he's been cold the past couple games, and also get Devontae Smith going because I know he had the big catch early in the game, but the we need to get both earlier res- in the game. Well, <laughs> well, <Saltiness> is still <laughs> maybe if Shanahan threw the challenge flag. That's, that's a fair point. He still <laughs> dropped a pass. Like it's a catch. It's a catch on the stat sheet, but um, but yeah, if we can get both receivers going, I don't really see how the Chiefs can win this game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If it's still a shootout, if it's a shoot, if it's a shootout, I'm taking I'm taking the Chiefs ten times out of ten, uh, to to win a shootout. And the the thing that I think gives the Chiefs a slight edge is a lot of those guys have been there before. True. Yeah. Most of the players on the Eagles have not. I mean, obviously the they the got core Kelsey, the core older players, the yeah. core older players, but their main contributors outside of offensive linemen and Fletcher Cox have not been there before. Um, so that makes me a little nervous. Jalen Hurts does not have that experience. Miles Sanders does not have that experience. Devontae Smith does not. A.J. Brown does not. But Mahomes does. Mahomes, Kelsey, um, their head coach does. They know what it's like to be there. And I, they're going to be a scary team, especially – if Mahomes starts to uh, heal up and gets close to back to full health. No, that, I mean, that's definitely for sure. I mean, it's going to be, like, I, I think the veteranness, I think it does play a factor. But then, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the, the Eagles, if you're, like, Jalen Hurts played in big college football games, say the same thing about a lot of those guys. Like, I don't think, I know it's Super Bowl and it's different than a national championship or whatever, but I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's going to play a huge factor. The, the last thing I do want to say about the Eagles, because I know, like, I've obviously going to probably pick the Chiefs, like, that type of stuff. Kudos to what How- Howie Roseman's been able to do. Yeah. Like, that Super Bowl team, he could have hung on to that team, and they would have maybe been, like, middling, and then, you know, it is what it is. Kind of reminds me of what the Saints are right now, trying to hold on to, like, the Drew Brees era. But he was like, okay, we're going to start over. We draft um, Hurts because they obviously saw him and kind of pinpointed him in the second round, and we're going to kind of change over this roster very quickly. They did it with a young quarterback. That's exactly what I'd like the Saints to do, and I don't think it's going to happen. So kudos to him to kind of seeing where – 
I need to start over and I need to rebuild. He did that extremely quickly, like two years, really. He re- rebuilt the roster. Now they're in the Super Bowl, and they have a really bright future. This is not just a one-year kind of, I think, run for, for the Eagles. And we'll see if they get the win. I, I do think it's going to be a great game, though. Yeah, one thing, if I don't know if you guys have heard about all of this stuff not being in Philadelphia, but Eagles fans, myself included, were calling for Howie Roseman's head oh, yeah. two seasons ago. Because at the end of Doug Peterson's tenure with the Eagles, it seemed like the team was not going anywhere. There was and the then whole people didn't like Sirianni. I remember that his vividly. first press conference was not. He's not the he's not the coach he is today. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And when Hertz was drafted, we had a, we had just signed Carson Wentz to an extension. So it was like, what is the team doing? Why do we have two quarterbacks? Why do we waste a second round pick on Jalen Hurts? But thankfully for me, it's. It's all to come together, and he's and Howie Roseman has shown his genius both through trades and draft picks over the past couple of years. It's going to be a tough game. I think this game will actually remind me of the Eagles Super Bowl Fifty Two against the Patriots. I think it's going to actually be a shootout. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a similar. It's like what Giants fans said. It's just the exact same thing. Oh, this reminds me of this and that. <laughs> but it's you, easy. You got to go back. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I, I I do think it's going to be a shootout though. So it's going to come down to a late play down at the end of the game, but it's going to be a tight one, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I definitely definitely think it's going to be a tight one, and uh, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but I think that's going to do it for us, for Matt Benson and Andrew Galata. I am Danny Scott. This was NFL Friday, a production of WFUV Sports.